What's good, everybody? We are back with the Buffalo Fatherhood Initiative podcast. I am one of your co-hosts, Sherman Webb Middlebrooks, the lifelong Buffalo resident and full-time black man. And as usual, I got the good brother Antoine Johnson here with me. Yes, sir. We're also chopping it up with the father of the month. Um, So, brother Antoine, um, bring us on into this episode. Yeah, no, listen, we are excited to be here today because... Like Sherm said, we got the good brother Sam Floyd. He's like family now. Uh, we've been together for a few years now. He's gone through a number of our Nurturing Fathers programs, which we'll talk a little bit about. We've talked about in the past. Um, but yeah, Sam, just going to kick it over to you. Why don't you introduce yourself to the people? Hi, I'm Sam Floyd. Um, right now, I'm an outreach specialist for Western New York Independent Living. I am a rehabilitation practitioner for Restoration Society. I literally just started two jobs. I'm still doing the father thing all the time. I love my children so much. Grinding it up. It's out. just I love to be able to provide for them, so I had to give up a little time yeah. to be able to do that. So yeah. um, I'm glad to be here today with you guys. Yes, right. sir. Appreciate that. And it, oh. I was just going to say, I just remember Sam from being in the groups, um, like the king of walking and chewing gum. So he'd be in the group, and we'd have, like, a deep discussion, and, like, we'd toss it out, and then Sam would, would chime in, drop some gems, and then you also hear him helping with homework with his kids in the background. I'm like, how is he doing both things? He just gave a really thoughtful response to this question, but also just broke down, like, this math problem for his baby at this end. And, like, before he could hit mute, I heard him break down the math. So I just always, like, admired that about you. Um, that's your ability to process information um, and provide gems for the, for the fellas in the group based off your reflections as a father. Yeah, with a person... Um, who may struggle with certain things, I have been able to go above and beyond for my children because of the fact that I am so invested in them. Yeah. So what you heard was me doing homework, but I was also doing dinner and dishes, and my new baby had just come around at about that time. So okay. I have a three-year-old, he now three-year-old. Mm -hmm. so, um, so the other two are eight and nine. Yeah. So I was doing many things based off the fact that I just want to be there for my children in a way that I did not have growing up. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. You're the real, real deal. Um, Sam, you, you are one of the few men in our community of fatherhood that is hotly engaged, walk the talk. Um, yeah. and Whenever we have something going on, like you there, right? We did the bowling piece last mm -hmm. year. We had some other stuff like online programming stuff that we did around early childhood development that you were a yeah. part of yeah. over the last year or so. Um, you managed to work two, three jobs or whatever you got to do and still be attentive to the community, but more importantly, your kids. Mm -hmm. Talk to us a little bit about, like, where does, all, where does all this come from, right? Like, when you think about how you grew up, how you've seen your father do things or the lack thereof, you know, talk to us a little bit about that. So when I was growing up, I lived with my grandmother. I lived with my mother. I lived in group homes and I lived in foster care. Okay. So my uh, upbringing was diverse, mm -hmm. but devoid of a father figure. Mm. So when I had my first child, I said, I'm not going to do that. Mm. And then me and his mother struggled and I had to go to family court, mm. which is 
for me, was hell on earth. It was not someplace I wanted to be. That was not how I saw that ending up. And then I had my second child and my third, fourth child. And as I started to move forward, I started to be like, bear down, Mm -hmm. like on the idea that this is what I have to do. I have to do what I can, no matter what, anxiety, depression, Mm. all that, like do your best to put it to the side, give it, give it grace. Mm -hmm. And just keep moving forward. Okay. When I had I had agoraphobia, which is a fear of coming out of the house. But every day, I would try a little harder by literally taking my daughter to the park, and I would play with my daughter at the park every day. Okay. The baby helped you. I went to the library every day. We'd go to the library every day, and she would play on the mats and everything. And I did that with two of my kids. I stayed home and I parented. Mm. So they had un, un, they had complete access to me. Yeah. And I thought about it in those in those moments in that way, that that's what I wanted as yeah. a father. That's what I wanted to have complete my children have complete access to me and be able mm. to really know who I am, know yeah. what my values are, know yeah. like just that their father loves them. Yeah. Unconditionally. I love them for existing because they are my children. Amen to that. Hey. I, I once heard a brother say um, about, you know, how to you know deal with when the father is not involved. Like, how do you become a good dad kind of thing? And mm-hmm. he said that, well, I've just learned to give my children what I didn't have. Yeah, exactly. Right? Like you, yeah. you, you, some, some people overcompensate or whatever, but the, the bottom line is that, that you are there, yeah. right? In one way or another. And you, and I'm, if I'm hearing you right, you are stay at home dad when you need to be, got mm-hmm. two, three jobs when you need to have them, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. trying to manage your mental health, mm-hmm. which is something that we don't talk about a lot as men of color. Right. Um, and and you're also in these parenting groups. So bef- before you came to the Nurturing Fathers group a mm-hmm. couple of years ago, you were involved in another parenting group too, right? Talk to yeah. us about your motivation for doing these different parenting groups. I've been in a lot of different parenting groups. I can't remember the one you're talking about off the top of my head. I literally have been in so many of them. I've been in one through Restoration Society. I've been in one through uh, um, Epic. Oh, yeah. Um, I've been so many parenting groups because I believe in having the resources and the skills and the tools available to you using them the tools available to you to do better Mm. so it's always about building it's always about um, finding what you didn't have and using that to your advantage so um, I've had gone to some parenting groups where I felt like I didn't get what I needed from it and went right out and found another parenting group and been so much happier uh, being able to do that. Like, because there's so many resources out here for people. Yeah. And I noticed people, I'm not going to shame anyone. I'm just saying, I feel like people should take advantage of the things that are out here for them. They're usually free. Yep. They usually involve a network of people yep. mm-hmm. that are out here to support parents to support black parents yeah there's all this um community 
Yeah. My my question, I guess, because um, I completely agree with you. Because not only what did uh, Biggie say, I'm not only a client, I'm the president. So like, I'm a participant in some spaces, in other spaces, I'm holding the space. Um, yes. Why do you think people don't? take advantage of the spaces and opportunities that we have in community because you obviously do. You've obviously gotten a lot out of it and you continue to engage, especially with us. We love having you engage. Why do you think folks don't engage? Why do you think folks don't put themselves out there the way that you did? Even with like you said, some of your challenges before. So for somebody like you to overcome that, what do you think the barriers are for others? The barriers that I've seen I've had rabbit hole conversations. We call them rabbit hole conversations where you fall down a rabbit hole and the conversation just keeps going. Yeah. Um, where people are talking about like CPS and the stigma of CPS and the stigma mm. of um, these parenting classes is likened to CPS. Someone's telling you how to raise your child. They don't believe that that is okay. They feel like they're stepping on toes. Mm -hmm. But what I want to say to them in this moment is that no one can tell you how to love your child because you do. Right. You love that child. And there was like a TED talk where they talked about the difference between mothers and fathers loving their child and taking care of their children. And uh, it was a lawyer from family court, or she was a family court attorney. And she said that fathers may not know certain things. They may not know where the kid goes to do this, but watch them face light, their face light up when they say, what's your child's favorite color? Yeah. Or what is your child's favorite toy? Mm -hmm. And the dad's got it. Yeah, I'm about to say, as soon as you I'm said saying, that, I automatically I'm knew saying, my daughter's favorite. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So they may love their child in a different way. Um, and we're not trying to say you can't love your child in your way. Mm -hmm. We're not trying to hold you back from being with your child or tell you that your upbringing was whatever your upbringing was. We're just trying to say we have tools. Right. There are tools available. Yeah. Like you can take and you can leave. You can take a tool, you can leave a tool. It's up to you. I like that philosophy. That's, that's usually what we try to do. I know um i think of it as like deposits and withdrawals so sometimes i show up to the space and like I'm, i might be in like a, a good space personally and so i'm able to show up and deposit and stuff for brothers who might be going through something who might be able to take a withdrawal from like what i'm depositing into the space yes. other times i show up and I'm, like, I'm not the best version of myself and i actually came to withdraw from brothers in the group from their wisdom from their knowledge from their experience and their tools yes. that that they're leaving because like i might have left the tool that they picked up and so I can't, hey, I need a tool now. I, I didn't check my box. I ain't got nothing for this. Mm -hmm. um, maybe somebody got something for me. So I, I love that philosophy. That's, that I spoke to an older brother today, um, Tony, before, and I told him I was coming here. And um, he had a lot of wisdom for me because his child is in college, going, starting to go to college. And... Um, he had all this these words of affirmation and just like this insight that I really benefited from. Mm. And he was readily giving it. And when I asked him, the last question was, what do you think the community needs? He said, for more brothers to come together and support each other. Yeah. So that's what we're doing here, right? Yeah. That's a fact. That's, that's what we're doing here. Yeah. And so the fact that he's saying this and the fact that it's already started. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Plug on there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
in in the interest of time, we got about a minute a minute left. Um, tell the people one thing about you know your experience and a nurturing fathers group. This is a plug for the program. That's right. Um, why would anybody want to join a fatherhood group? Why would anybody want to join a fatherhood group? Yep. Our group, specific. your specific yes, group. Sir. Oh, <laughs> these gentlemen right here, <laughs> and the other gentlemen that I've met are authentic gentlemen, and they're just trying to uplift. So if you are struggling, if you're not struggling, if you just have an inkling that you may need the support, mm. these are the people you need to talk to. 30 under 30 people. And oh. <laughs> people that who there. are working at being fathers in a way that may rarely be talked about in open spaces. Mm. Like how mm. often do you hear fathers at work just come together and just like chop it up and people like maybe barbershop talk or whatever. Mm -hmm. Like I don't go to work to talk to my coworkers about <laughs> things because literally I have to clean up puke off the floor. Mm -hmm. So literally I'm doing something else. Yeah. Um, but this is the space where I get to do that. Mm -hmm. This is the space yeah. where I get to be that gushing father of like, three kids at home and one off at Bennett High School and yeah. so on. Like, I get to say, this is what I've, where I've triumphed. I choose to be a father. Yeah. Every day, I choose to be present. I choose to work as hard as I can to make the best of any situation mm -hmm. and inspire yeah. my kids. Yeah. Oh, Right. That's a beautiful place to leave off. That is. Um, appreciate you being here, Sam. Um, again, keep coming back. Matter of fact, you're enrolled in one of our Nurturing Fathers groups as a part of a program study right now that we're doing with Florida International University, too. So um, I'm going to come come through next Thursday and get something to eat. Um, <laughs> <laughs> make but, some deposits and withdrawals. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'll make some deposits and withdrawals. But um, all jokes aside, thank you for being here, man. Yeah. <clears throat> Appreciate you, bro. Um, that's Sam with the calm motivation and inspiration for you. And again, make sure you click that like button. Make sure you click that subscribe button. Check the bell for notifications. This is the Buffalo Fatherhood Initiative Podcast. And we out.